Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Through the Movie. I'm Ben. I'm Neil. And today we are talking all about that lovable great ape, uh, King Kong. Um, we couldn't decide on a one film to really settle on with this one because there's been a fair few uh, films of this. Somewhere. There's been eight um, feature films uh, yeah. with King Kong in, uh, or Kong as, as he's known, um, so far. Um, and obviously there's going to be uh, more in the future because... Uh, the most recent one, Skull Island, is setting up um, the Universal Monst- I think, what Mon- Monsterverse. Yeah, um, not to be confused with Monster Munch. <laughs> no, well, I suppose if they eat humans, it probably would be Monster <laughs> Munch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about actually a little bit about King Kong the character and uh, some of the films and some of our, you know, looking at some of our favorite moments and some fun facts uh, as we go through it. So uh, we're going to sort of kick off with the original film because um, that's what we hear you know uh, the 1933 uh, King Kong which uh, was black and white uh, animated uh, with Fay Ray as um, yeah. and Darrow and uh, Robert Armstrong and Bruce Mi- Bruce Cabot and um, directed and produced by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest Shustak 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 yeah we'll go with that that probably, guy it'll probably be better than my pronunciation <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, so uh, just if you're not familiar with the story of King Kong, uh, the Feiwei, uh, again, if I'm wrong about this, correct me, uh, Neil, it's uh, a group of uh, a film director. Is yeah, okay, right? so it's a film director, Carl Denham. Um, it varies slightly in, it varies a little bit because uh, 76 King Kong, obviously, um, it's the same basic story, but the, the details are changed. But people, a group of people go to an island to, to make a film or, or yeah, for, for, for whatever means for for profit, yeah. um, and uh, they discover the island has uh, native, native inhabitants that are yeah. lot larger than life, one would say. Yeah, um, uh, and prime, prime, possibly primate amongst them <laughs> is um, is Kong, who is a, a giant gorilla. Um, there's some business on the island. They decide to bring King Kong back to uh, New York. New York City. Uh, he escapes, um, and, and uh, my I, phone rings. Um, <laughs> um, it goes, uh, yeah, and uh, does not go well, basically. Yeah, uh, so it's since so this was again, this is the period before, um, like the Ray Harryhausen era of monster movies kicking off. Okay, like. so Ray Harryhausen, uh, was actually did work on Kong, yeah, um under the supervision of uh, Willis O'Brien, who had previously made uh, stop-motion creatures for um, well, for a couple of films, I think, but most notably um, 1925, um, The Lost World. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, that sort of really, the early emergence of Ray Harryhausen's already started to learn to hone his craft uh, very well. And... So in this film, like it's uh, obviously the more notable scenes are with um, King Kong. Uh, some of the bit scenes, more scenes that stand out there, is to do with the sort of attack between uh, there's dinosaurs on this island yeah. as well. Uh, he gets into a bit of a f- kerfuffle with a T Rex or an Allosaurus or something. Um, I think depending on on what you read it, the, it's um, some people say it's a T Rex, some people say it's an, an Allosaurus. Um, it has three things fingers on its forelimb but i think at that point they didn't know that t-rex only had the two fingers yeah um so yeah but large carnivorous dinosaur yeah and it's one of the standout scenes and um obviously some of the great uh images from this film is um 
Okay, and one of the things that I notice no more noticeably about this film is this is like the only two memorable characters is Faye uh, Fe- 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 Ray is, uh, and Darrow. and Darrow and King Kong. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the the the, the other um, characters are yeah completely like interchangeable and just sort of caricatures, really. I wonder if you want to just talk um, a little bit um, about the the origin of this film because I think nowadays. Um, you might look at it and think, why were the people that bothered about a film about a gorilla? Um, but I think I think it's worth you know just like putting it in the context of the times. Um, there hadn't been any scientific studies of gorillas until ni- the 1920s, and there weren't um, any gorillas in zoos um, until until the 30s. And uh, Lincoln Park. Zoo in Chicago had a male gorilla from about 1931. Um, I yeah. think possibly one of the New York um, zoos was the same. Um, you know, some some like natural history museums would have stuffed specimens, but this might have actually been the first time that some of the people who went to see this film in 1933 had seen a gorilla. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not actually a gorilla; it's uh, a stop motion uh, armature with um, f- foam rubber and you know and, and rabbit hair on it, but you know for the people going to see it at that time, it it could possibly have been the first time they saw a gorilla. They may not even really thought of it as a as a giant gorilla. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's um, being slightly patronising, but the fact that he's giant may not have been necessarily the the unusual thing about him or the the interesting thing about him. The interesting thing about him was that he was. A gorilla. Yeah, I think, and um, you, you, I think was I don't know about the what was the what the emergence of the field studies of the behaviour of gorillas as well because in this in the film, um, like the thirty-three film, there was the, the relationship between Kong and um, Anne. Anne, uh, yeah, Anne, and sort of like this. I don't know. I I still don't know where I stand on this kind of really re- relationship because it's like um, you get the famous line, which is like you know it was be- uh, beauty that killed the beast, and this yeah. kind of like really weird love. It thing. is weird. I don't know because to me, I feel like that relationship between um, Anne and Kong is it's, it's slightly different in each of the three films. It was titled King Kong yeah. and in this one there is a there is a sexual element to it because there's the bit where he like takes off part of her clothing and it's like sniffs it yeah and you're like uh. yeah I mean I think there's a couple of ways of interpreting that one is that um, Kong is a metaphor for sort of male Masculine, masculine, you know, sexual, yeah. sexuality in general. Another reading of it is that he's a meta- that Kong is an African American, and the whole film is either, yeah, okay, wow. yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there wasn't enough racism in our in our Western episode, we <laughs> yeah. it some way. It, it's argued that you know, in like early in this period and, and certainly earlier, going back sort of more towards the nineteenth century, Africans are often rendered in artwork. Yeah. as looking more like apes than, yeah. than, than... Well, you had than, the whole thing with... Um, than people. 
we had uh, at the time. I'm pre- I'm sure if it was not at the time, it definitely followed after. Yeah, the the the, the dolls, the the Gollywogs. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, they, they broadly really, speaking, it's the same. Yeah. Period. So um, I've never I've never heard of that that. Yeah, attribution to it, but actually, when looking back at it and thinking about it now, yeah. I learned that but you could actually make that link, especially with filmmaking of the time. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it uh, one or two ways. One that it the the film is anti uh, mixed race relationships. Yeah. Um, or, but equally, a lot of the other characters, you know, are saying that you know they're quite interchangeable. They're also, you know, their caricatures and they're slightly clownish so it could be yeah. saying that the mixed race relationship isn't the issue it's the guys with the airplane who are the issue yeah well it's, it's like um especially because that's one of the one of the most iconic um scenes in any of the king kong films is the climbing of the empire state building sure where he fights off the is it by are they biplanes 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 yeah. yeah so um just harassing kong uh, who's again? You, you look at it. It's the, this is a creature that's been released into the world where yeah. he's not. This is not his world. It's, mm. an, it's an urban jungle, not a natural jungle he's grown up in. And it's like, um, like it is. I don't know where I'm going to go with this point here. <laughs> um, yeah, cause is this yeah, one of those tread carefully kind of points? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think this is just one of those points where I've forgotten what I wanted to say. And no, I'm trying okay. to go on the point. That, no, it's you know, it's th- these humans have this um, annoying ability of taking creatures and putting them in environments where they're not meant to be, and it's like that can definitely be uh, a similar thing to like the slave trade, if you want to go with that. Yeah. Which was you know before that, and I'm sure you know racism was still prevalent at the time, Absolutely, very heavily. Yeah. So it's could be a comment on that whether for positive or negative yeah um marion um what's his initial uh yeah marion cooper did um say that that wasn't his intention it wasn't his intention to make a comment on racism or you know mixed race relationships or whatever um he just wanted to make a monster movie yeah exactly mm. and uh, he had read stuff about um you know the first Europeans exploring sort of Central Africa, yeah. which you know is fa- fairly, you know, fairly recent um, at the point that this film is made, and I think that was his inspiration, and I think it inspired a lot of people. There was a there was a kind of sh- fairly short-lived um, genre of jungle films, um, <laughs> yeah, which sort of centered around Europeans going in out into you know an island or into yeah. the into the, the 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 jungle or into um, darkest Africa in order to, um, you know, to explore, to, you know, you know, for scientific reasons and gorillas and, and stuff like that would, um, you know, feature quite, were quite commonly featured yeah. in those films. Um, even in some extent, the, the Lost World film is part of that, um, part, part of that genre as, as well, insofar as it's a broadly scientific expedition to, to a place. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the oh, yeah, because that's the you know the right from the book by um, South Conan Doyle, not the Michael Crichton book of a different no. story altogether. No. Um, yeah, but but because it's, it's at the time there was that scientific kind of scientific revolution going on, like people were exploring the world, looking at nature in a different way, and thinking like, okay, maybe you know we should actually be, let's look at these animals in a different light rather than just making them subservient to man, uh, kind of thing. And I think that's 
I mean, as creature features go, I mean, I you know, I've, uh, I've spoken to you a bit before this. I'm quite a big fan of like giant monster movies. Yeah. I always have been. Like, you know, and uh, King Kong is sort of one of the one of the one of the original yeah. uh, ones uh, outside of uh, Godzilla and some of the other. There was some, uh, there was another one. I can't remember the name. Was it the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms? Mm. I think it was around the same time, or if not before. So, uh, but I think this one brought back because a lot of people. Um, a lot of people have an affinity for apes and monkeys yeah. and such and that because uh, you still see that to this day with films like the Planet of the, A- uh, Planet of the, Planet of the Apes films. Yeah. So it's definitely a big seller. So people do like seeing mm-hmm. these kind of films. And I think, again, it's uh, it's black and white still. Yeah, I, I think there was a colorized version of it in like the 80s, but... It didn't look great. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it looked like it was colored in, like those things tend to. Um, yeah. And I think... The the um, the original version has been um, is recently. I think Peter Jackson was involved actually, so it was like a while ago now. But the original version has been restored and, and it is available because um, this film is like the first film to ever be reissued at the cinema. Really, I think King Kong is actually possibly the first blockbuster in the terms of how we would understand it. Yeah, um, and it was reissued, but it was reissued in ninety. 19- well, what happened is, like, the, I talked about um, the censorship that came in in the 30s in America. That's right, yeah. The Kong was originally, you know, released in 1933, but when it was subsequently re-released, those, um, that censorship code had come in. Yeah. And so it was actually cut quite heavily. Um, <laughs> the scene I was talking about with... Um, oh, well, yeah, the, 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 the dress. Un- and the sniffing. Yeah. That, was, that was cut. Um, there was a whole bunch of other cuts, and I think it was only... Um, in the last, yeah, you know, I think it was only uh, when it was reissued on DVD in two thousand and five, six, something around there, yeah. around the time of the Peter Jackson Kong, that was the first time that it had been put back together in its original form huh. since nineteen thirty-three. That's pretty good. I mean, because um, yeah, Kong is it's unusual, especially for a, I mean, I don't know how long because there were subsequent sequels, uh, eight mm-hmm. of them. Um, well. Sequels, but remakes, remakes, yeah. reboots, however you want to spin-offs, spin-offs, yeah. yeah. Because was when? Because I know, um, sort of following on from that, because you had another famous movie monster pottering around. I think was it was Godzilla before Kong. Godzilla is after, and I think I'm almost certain that Kong, um, that Godzilla is post. Um, it's post Hiroshima, isn't it? Yeah, post Hiroshima, yeah. because he's basically a big walking atomic. Bomb. Yeah. You know, he has the atomic breath. So it's, it's um, Godzilla is very much about the, the after, you know, yeah. Japan dealing with um, the yeah. aftermath of atomic war. Yeah. Because I remember that um, <laughs> uh, they did a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. And um, again, I've, I've, it's been many years since I've seen that film. But from what I remember of it, it is pretty bananas. That's Which no, one? Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Um, shall we uh, shall we get to that? I was just going to um, wrap up on, on the original one. Um, yeah, sure. Um, oh, I was going to say, the, um, yeah, so the, the, the uh, Kong um, animatron um, m- uh, puppet, um, so it's stop motion, it's a, so it's a metal... Um, frame? Armature yeah. frame. Um with like a it was like rubber and 
and foam sort of muscles. Yeah. And then it's ra- rabbit hair. And if you look at the uh, 1933 King Kong, the ra- the rabbit the hair on King Kong seems to be moving constantly. Yeah. And the reason that that is that when the animators you know moved mm-hmm. his arm to to you know to take the f- individual frames that make up the stop motion sequences, obviously they would muss up the hair. And they tried to comb it back, but you know they couldn't do, always do it perfectly. So his hair looks like it's moving. All the time. <laughs> it's just a life of force of its own. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when um, when it was, I think it was when it was first, you know, when they were first conceiving um, Kong, it, he was going to climb the New York Insurance Building <laughs> because when they were first conceiving it the Empire State Building hadn't been finished. Oh, right. Empire State Building is completed in, in 1931. This film is um, oh, right, yeah. met, shot in, um, in, released in 1933. The other thing that happens in 1933 is the Rockefeller Building is finished, and that is where you get that classic view of the Empire State Building, where yeah. the Empire State, and you're looking down Manhattan towards, uh, you know, you're looking downtown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so here... And obviously the, the Empire State Building, you know, once complete, is the tallest, well, it's the t- tallest building in the world. But it's the, uh, initially, yeah. but it's the, also the tallest building in, in Manhattan yeah. at the point that film is made. Um, and I think that, and so it's like, it's like the newest, tallest building in um, in New York. And when it comes to 1976, the the fine, the we'll get to that in a second. But the climax of the film is moved to the Empire State Build, uh, to the World Trade Center. Because it is the newest and tallest mm-hmm. building in in New York at the time, huh. um, and there's so they that's uh, Kong, nineteen thirty three. I think it, it, although it's stop motion and it you know you know people aren't really doing stop motion now, but it's just actually surprising when you watch that Kong how much um, character King yeah. Kong has. I mean. Um, I've always said, um, even conversations with you that, and, and others, that uh, when it comes to creature features, I'm I'm very big, massive fan of like stop motion animation creatures or mm. anything that's using sort of practical effects because mm. I've always felt that by having that, the, the creatures are much more personalised. They have a bit more of a soul on screen, mm. as it were. Like you can, empires will be scared by these creatures because mm. they. I think now with real. like motion capture. Yeah. You can the they you've got some characters that really are invested with a lot of character, but prior to that, I think stop motion. Yeah, it's yeah, it's surprising you know how, you know how much character and you know, it's just like little things that he does, little nuances that the um, yeah. the Kong has that m- make him a real character. Yeah, because I seem to remember like the sort of the way the face moves as well has this sort of great movement to it, sort of like the eyebrows lifting up and sort of the snarl on the yeah. cheek, the thing there or the nostrils moving just nice little uh, that again maybe may seem that small things to other people but they're really quite lovely when you're appreciating the film mm. and what it is yeah so um i was saying it kong is the first sort of blockbuster it was also i think i think i could be wrong but it seems like the like the first film to have a hastily rushed out sequel <laughs> son of kong son of kong released 9 months after Really? After King Kong. So I, I think it's the same year. It could be the same year or maybe it's early in uh, 1934. But 
How did they explain that Kong had a son on an island where it's just one monkey? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. As I say, I think hastily, hastily uh, cobbled together sequel. Um, Fay Ray and, and Bruce Campbell, so the two leads from Kong, don't come back, don't, don't make a comeback. No. Um, I think the story is basically Carl Denham, the movie producer character, who is yeah. like, I guess, to some extent, is the baddie in the first one. Uh, he finally gets some comeuppance for re- releasing a giant um, gorilla into a major metropolitan area. <laughs> he's a, he's mar- him and there's a bunch of other characters are like mar- become marooned on Skull Island, Again. looking for looking for treasure. <laughs> They're not marooned the first time; they just oh like, yeah, go they, go, they go there. Um, and it, it didn't. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I don't think this. It didn't really. Um, it got some pretty Luke. Um, warm reviews. The only particular thing of note in it is um, uh, the, um, or just interesting factor, the, the stop motion uh, gorilla in it now is it's one of the armatures from King Kong, but uh, with a different skin on it, and he's, he's an albino gorilla. <laughs> albino gorilla. Of, of course, uh, the son of Kong would be yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as God so yeah, Let, we don't need to we don't need to dwell on that one too no. much. Um, the next one is significant significant because this is kind of this is what this whole universal monster verse is is, is uh, building up to from um, the Godzilla twenty fourteen and, uh, and yeah. Skull Island last year is um, Godzilla versus <laughs> no sorry King Kong versus Godzilla by Ishiro Honda in nineteen sixty two. Yeah, so it's so um, a Japanese production. So it was uh, Toho Studios who did that one. Yes. Yeah, is. so to- Toho Studios were responsible for the uh, the, the birth of Godzilla mm. and uh, and the, the rubber suit monster era, as I call it, yeah. because there's so many Godzilla films with lots of different monsters. But yeah, uh, the one we're going to focus on sort of is King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. And it's that's what is one thing to, to note about um, the next, basically from from Son of Kong up to uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. All those in all the films that in the, those intervening years, they are all pretty much just guy is in, in rubber suits. suits. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I remember that being like, I haven't seen that film in ages, but I remember that film being just absolutely mad. It is. I mean, I read, I read the plot of it because uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been you know, a bit tight for time. I'm not actually... I didn't particularly want to sit down and watch this one because I just knew that it wouldn't really be my thing. Can you but get, I, can you I get watched some clips online. I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is, the, the one thing with the Toho Studios, the old Godzilla films, is you can't get any DVDs of them. It is really bizarre. It's like, these are really popular films. Like, pop, like they've got a massive cult following. But you can't get DVDs in this country. In this country being England, if yeah. you're listening from outside of... England, um, <laughs> but you can't get a hold of them, and it's like I didn't know if this one had a special release over here. Um, you can still get the original Godzilla on DVD, but just not anything subsequent from that. But yeah. I was just find out because if you found a place, I was going to ask you where you got it from. I <laughs> know uh, I didn't. I, I think that there's some possibly some bits and pieces of it on YouTube. And I yeah. say I read I read the plot and I just thought <laughs> this is just like a whole load of nonsense. <laughs> Welcome to a monster movie universe. Yeah. Although there, it's interesting, there's a there's a scene in it apparently where um, uh, Kong fights a giant octopus. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that's right. I remember which that. I thought that was interesting because 
there's a bit in Skull Island where he fights and then eats a, the a tentacled octopus. Yeah, I tent- think it's an octopus or a squid. And I just thought, when, well, after having read that, I was like, oh, that is what that is. It's a re- reference, but so, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't surprise me because that's. Um, because in the Godzilla films, and especially with Disco and Confirmed, you're seeing the emergence of more different creatures coming mm. up, but I'll, we'll save that for another episode about Godzilla monsters and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, sure. But, um, um, so, yeah. I also, um, in case... In, yeah, with the risk of spoiling this for any, anyone, um, uh, if, you're, if you're desperate to hunt down um, uh, uh, this and watch it, uh, then put your fingers in your ears for like 10 seconds uh, while I spoil the ending <laughs> okay one two three and fingers in ears Kong wins <laughs> Come um, on. apparently it's disputed as to which one of it them won but it's it's meant to be it's meant to be Kong pretty much Kong it's, it's always fun because you always get those like sort of pub conversations like oh who'd win in the fight between this guy and this guy like, and because the, they are um, which we'll get in a minute because they're doing another King Kong versus Godzilla film yeah but we'll get on to the who we might think will win that one in a while. Um, but yeah, this one, I just remember some of the scenes in this being absolutely mad. It's like, the, I mean, actually, yeah, if you watch any of the Toho films, it's just like, okay, giant monsters, smash every building you possibly yeah. find. If you can't find one, smash one anyway. Yeah. And it's, um, I seem to remember like, there's like, King Kong does like a roly-poly down a hill or something like that. It's really like... Possibly. Like a front... I've read, I've read also in the, in the, in the plot that he, that God's, like Godzilla like beats him um, and he's like Kong is pretty much you know beaten and then he gets struck by lightning and the lightning powers him up yeah it is so they went yeah. comp- shall, shall we shall we keep shall keep going let's I, keep I, going yeah, this yeah. Is, it, is that, it's so in conclusion bonkers bonkers um, <laughs> then comes um, in 1967 uh, another um, Toho Studios Kong film called King Kong Escapes which is just even more. <laughs> it's basically yeah. Kong versus Mecha Kong. <laughs> they had a thing. Toho was about making Mecha versions of the yeah. monsters, like Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Kong yeah. versus well, Kong escapes. It's secretly Kong versus Mecha Kong. <laughs> yeah, I and the only the, the, the only other thing that I took, sort of took away from 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 reading up about it, um, apparently, is loosely based on an animated King Kong TV series, which I think may have been specifically. Um, in Japan, um, I'm not sure, um, but the, the villain in it is called Doctor Who. Do- really? Yeah, the villain. <laughs> I think he's st- like styled after like Doctor No and um, Blofeld from the Bond films. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's called Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, when we went for for him to it, I've just I was just fact checking this. Um, picture of uh, Kong Escapes and I've just found this br- wonderful cre- picture um, that I'm going to show Neil now of uh, Kong versus Mecha Kong and that doesn't that look like a sight there <laughs> yeah are those grenades around his waist they look right, like Mecha Kong not not <laughs> Kong it looks like it looks like a utility belt of some sort it does they kind of like grenades or, or something and he, the bottom half of him the, the legs just look like a like a medieval knight yeah it's uh, you know uh, the thing he might even have spurs i'm not i wasn't sure I didn't. yeah it kind of looks like some really bizarre like bits coming out the back there yeah well, maybe we'll throw that up on, on facebook yeah we'll um, f- yeah when we release this episode yeah when we release this episode <laughs> just because this picture and there's like a helicopter in the middle of it all can you see it there's a helicopter right in the middle there yeah <laughs> so, so there is 
Um, so yeah, that's um, that's the two uh, Japanese um, King Kong films. I just want to sorry, just want to point this out um, just really quickly, just to show how more bonkers this film actually sounds like. Yet, I just found an image from the same Kong versus was it Kong, Kong Escapes? Yeah, Kong Escape. There's a dinosaur pops up in this. Oh yeah. We'll have to throw that image up on the Facebook as well. When you watch <laughs> this, we'll throw it up there. This this film looks insane. Like Kong versus a dinosaur and the bloody mecha version of himself. Yeah. Also, this um, up on, on Twitter as well. Just um, yeah. Oh yeah. For people who who are who are following who are, us on Twitter. Are following us on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's um, those two films. Then there's a bit of a gap um, before uh, John Guillermo's. Uh, 1976 King Kong, which is kind of like an updated, update slash remake yeah. of the original Kong. Kong. So, uh, that's the one Jeff. Bridges? This is um, Jeff Bridges, um, Charles Grodin, and Jessica Lang in her first her first role. And uh, one role that you know, it's one film that me and you uh, really wish we could forget some scenes yeah. in that. It's uh, this one really kind of ramps up the uh, sexual tension. Between yeah, this thing. Oh, this one is like it's it's very sort of like campy and tongue in cheek, but it it is very overtly sort of like pushing the whole idea that Kong wants to you know have relations. <laughs> boink um, <laughs> Jessica Lange's character. Which I mean, it's not helped by the fact that Jessica Lange. I'm not sure she wears a bra at any point in this film. <laughs> she, she, and she, yeah, her, her costumes, uh, you know, are sort of vary between skimpy and um, falling off. <laughs> well, you know, they fall, well, and her character, so, so she's, you know, she's she is she is the woman character, obviously. <laughs> um, her, she, but she, her character is not called um, Anne Darrow. Her character is called Duane. Du- du- I'm not even sure how this is pronounced, even having watched this film on more than one occasion. It's D W A N. It's like du- someone Dwayne or Dwayne. yeah. It's like they. It's like she was meant to be called Dawn, but they didn't have spell check. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't go for it. Okay, we'll just call it that then. Okay, <laughs> it, you put Dwan. Du- no, 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 it's too late now. <laughs> too late now. Uh, but what about yeah. no, no, no? And action. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just looking at the some of the movie posters for this. Like, dear lord, like. Is like so. Just looking at, like, again, we'll throw this up there. But this is just that image alone, just <laughs> says enough about the film, and that's the, yeah. that's, like, that's the movie poster. Yeah. So, um, plot-wise, it's broadly speaking the same as um, thirty-three, but uh, rather than a film company, it's like a it's an expedition? expedition find oil. Yeah, like to um, figure out what's so going rather on. than Carl Denham as the movie producer. Um, Charles Grodin is Fred Wilson, who's like an oil baron of this oil company. Jeff Bridges is a paleontologist. I forget what he's doing there. Isn't he just... Oh, no, because... Um, God, I've been forever since this film. I think it's there because um, cause they're looking for oil. Usually around oil, there's like uh, fossils. Uh, that. So okay, he's, he's just there documenting fossils. And, and stuff. then just, um, Jessica Lange as um, Dwan is... Um, <laughs> This is this is a bizarre, and it's like they couldn't think of a logical way of incorporating a female character into the film, so they just did it in a really sort of bizarre way. They're, they're on the way to the island, they find her in a like lifeboat, and she's she's an actress who has been like washed overshore from a yacht or something. <laughs> I think she she says that she says something like she was on the yacht with a film producer who was going to put her in. 
in a movie. Is something tra- like that. Is it trying like, to harken back to the like Carl Denham? It is, even though it doesn't story. really fit in the with is the it, rest of the characters. Like, yeah, it's very shoe- shoehorned yeah. in. I would feel like now, you, if if a movie, if you're an actress and a movie producer says he'll take you on his yacht, just say no. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, just end it, end it right there. Yeah, because like, it's, it's not, not going to go. It's not worth it. Yeah, and then you know you've got to deal with giant monkeys and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be a fun time for anyone. No. <laughs> Thanks for so, undermining my point about. Hashtag me too, but... Um. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so they, they, it winds up, winds up the, the oil, there's no oil on the island or it, it's the wrong kind of oil, it's diesel, <laughs> or something like that. And, and to, to recoup their losses on the chip, they take Kong back to New York, York. Uh, whacking this in shoes again, this time, as I say, he climbs the Empire State. He can climb... Uh, World Trade, rather than um, the Empire State Building. Um, Apparently, the the staff uh, and owners and staff of the Empire State Building were so um, angry that the location of the finale had been changed um, that they staged a protest. They all dressed up in like guerrilla suits and they staged a protest on the 107th floor of the Empire State Building, which is great, but. No, nobody, nobody can see you protesting yeah. up there. Yeah, you're up there. The only people that can see you are like the people in, like on the Rockefeller, looking through like the <laughs> binoculars, <laughs> binoculars, the little viewing thing. Hey, look, there's little little Kongs in there. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing in there, silly monkeys? Yeah, Apes. but yeah, apparently, yeah, that was quite controversial that they moved the range <laughs> of the location. Um, in terms of this film and what you know, I was saying, obviously, it, I'd say it's very clear. You know, it makes it very obvious that. Kong wants to, um, I'd say, wants to boink, boink um, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang, um, it, it, it's like there's a, there's like a really it's either a co- massive coincidence or a absolutely ridiculous bit of like Freudian symmetry. It's like there's a bit where um, the giant Kong he's like undressing Jessica Lang's character. He and he pretty much he he literally he, he literally you know he literally is un, un, undressing her and he's like <laughs> insert shots of like the, what, the close up on his face and his eyebrows are like going up and down like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, ladies <laughs> what's going on there I'm yeah. a big monkey how are you doing raising <laughs> 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 those eyebrows yeah um, and then and this is that that bit happens and he like puts her down and like a big snake appears and Kong wrestles the snake <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so well, like, <laughs> did it just like superimpose like an anaconda, or is it? Just no, like it's like a it's like a rubber snake. Oh God Almighty! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he he's a he's a wrestling the snake. Oh, um, there you go, Piggy. Yeah. yeah, listeners, if you want to see a really <laughs> wacky, really wacky version of Kong, just, yeah. just see that one. Yeah, and so it, yeah, it's weird, and um, uh, so yeah, Does, isn't there a Linda Hamilton one that follows that one? That's as well? a, a sequel to this one. Um, just some some fact, fun facts about like the special effects. Um, the 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 producer of this, um, Dino De Laurentiis, mm-hmm. um, he kind of um, um, made up like a big deal about like this, how, how great the special effects were going to be, um, and like you know how you know he was, like really touted it as like a great special effects movie, but the effects really don't s- stand up because they say it is mostly a. Um, 
Yeah, it's a guy in a rubber suit. It's yeah. actually um, Rick Baker, who is a special effects really? supervisor. Now, he wanted to do a um, quadrupedal gorilla, because that's the thing about Kong uh, in yeah. these previous versions, is that he's not really a gorilla. He's, you know, he's upright. He walks on two legs the whole time. Yeah. Um, they remove... You know, gorillas have, like, big, big gut yeah. because they eat vegetation and they need it to you know, break, break, break it down. down. They also have quite big bottoms Bums as well. Yeah. And they took them out of oh, well, 1933 Kong, made him a bit more human, with the idea being that he needed to look more human for audiences to sort of um, yeah. relate to him and sort of empathise with him. And now, um, yeah, Rick Baker wanted to do a naturalistic gorilla in this, um, but you know, didn't get to do it, and they did. Uh, and, um, and again, it's a very upright thing. But um, the producer was determined they weren't going to use stop motion, mm. um, and they actually built a forty-foot tall Kong, <laughs> a real, well, not real life, but yeah, for the character, real life, a hundred, um, a forty-foot Kong, you know, which was, you know. Which was like, uh, you know, or, you know, animatronic. Yeah, an, used animatronics and stuff. It cost one point seven million dollars to make this forty-foot gorilla. Blimey! There's lots of like publicity photos of like Jessica Lang posing in front of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea is. Do you know how long the uh, f- this giant animatronic gorilla is in the film for like a minute or something 15 seconds apparently 15 are you kidding me yeah apparently it's cost <laughs> 1.7 million dollars to what's make what's the point it's covered in like hundreds and hundreds of like horse tails for the fur <laughs> um, and wonder, yeah apparently it's in the movie for 15 seconds I wonder where it is now I wonder who owns it I don't know I would have thought it would probably Dismantled. Dismantled by now. I like um, the. I like the so yeah, the the um, the the Kong in seventy six King Kong is mainly Rick Baker in in the monkey costume mm-hmm. with a series of um, masks to so, that were to know, do the movements. Yeah, yeah, to do the facial expressions. I like the idea of this um, giant animatronic life size Kong machine being the Mecha Kong. If, you ever, if, <laughs> if Kong was ever real. Hey, we got one on spare. <laughs> he'll look goofy, but he'll do the job. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the, the, the one... Because the next one was the, what, the sequel, wasn't it? The, yeah. the Linda Hamilton one. Isn't that... Isn't the premise of that um, that Kong didn't actually die from the no, fall? That's one thing about um, the uh, the climax in the, or the, the World Trade Center in this film is it's rather than uh, biplanes, it's, it's helicopters with like miniguns. It's really bloody. He gets like the sh- shit shot out of him. Really? Wow. Um, so it's hard to believe that he would have survived, let alone the fact that he then fell off <laughs> what was at the time the tallest building in the world. Yeah. Um, down, down to con- hard concrete. Yeah. No, no, nothing to break his fall other than yeah. other hard buildings. Yeah. And it's absolutely. like, yeah, come along and film, he's alive. Mm. Yeah, what? <laughs> How long are you on a minute yeah. here? One, uh, just one last thing in this film, not when I watch it, but in my mind's eye when I think about this uh, film, um, I just picture Jeff Bridges, because I know he wears like a similar sort of like overall type thing at one point in this film. I just picture him in the Gutterball's dream sequence from The Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would say the Gutterball's dream sequence from The Big Lebowski is less overtly sexual than this version of King Kong. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> 
I guess more sexual than a King Kong undressing a woman. Yes. Uh. So, so after that, uh, ten years after that, we've got uh, King Kong lives, or which should have should I feel like they should, it should have been called King Kong lives brackety brackets inexplicably close brackets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He needs a heart transplant and a blood fusion after having been shot to pieces and falling. Where are they getting this blood heart and? Ju- well, the heart, I think he's given a mechanical heart, possibly from Mechacong. Of course. Why not? <laughs> um, and, um, but it turns out there is a female Kong. Of course. Called Lady Kong. Lady. <laughs> I wonder how long they sat in the script. From <laughs> we need a name for this Kong. Lady Kong. Ah, great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really seems like this one, I just went nuts with the script. That, ah, screw whatever happened next time. We'll just, we'll throw it, anything goes now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And uh, noteworthy, it has uh, Linda Hamilton mm. in it. And none of the characters from uh, 76 film, no. I think, reappear. Yes. Certainly not Jessica Lange or... Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges' characters. <laughs> There's other things, a blood transfusion. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've got to talk into a healthy ape to give him like, a blood transfusion to like one with a mechanical heart. Uh, hi. <laughs> But, okay, I've seen Stranger Films. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think it is, you know, pretty cheaply made. And um, actually, there was... I actually, I like, switched on, like, Film 4, like, last week, and this was on. Yeah. I was like, do I care about researching this podcast enough <laughs> to watch what I know is going to be a really crap film that was on, starting at, like, 10 o'clock? And no, no, I watched no. a few minutes. There was a bit where he stepped on what was quite clearly a plastic... Uh, Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, that's if about it. If he's from the plastic Lamborghini, yeah, definitely don't watch it. <laughs> no, no. Um, so yeah, so Gong went through a bit of hard times. Is it? Is what follows next? Next is uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. What was two thousand five? So what's the time? What's the time difference between those two films then? From King so Kong eighty six to two thousand five. It's that's wow. nearly twenty years. That's a big gap, isn't mm. it? No, that's uh, a giant gorilla sized gap. If ever there was one, yeah. But then, because Peter Jackson, this was like, he's running off the t- uh, famed hails of the Lord of the Rings yeah. series, which he did very well. Um, well <laughs> that's subject for another time. I'm not a fan of Peter Jackson's take on Lord of the Rings. But, well, um, yeah, absolutely, in terms of financial and, financial and uh, you know, prestige, he's, you yeah. know, that, he's coming off the back of that. Uh, so, and this is, is essentially a remake of... The original. A 90. direct remake of... 1933. It's yeah. set in 1933. Um, all the same characters. Um, yeah. Broadly, the plot is the same. What I, I what I really liked about Jackson's version was he did more with the island inhabitants, um, as well as like with it, King Kong was like they did really well with King Kong, which we'll get to in just a minute because I just want to sort really quickly about what he did because um, obviously we know in the first you know, 33 King Kong we had like some dinosaurs on there. Mm. Like, I know. Two particular, we spoke about the T-Rex, Tyrannosaurid creature, yeah. but we also had the, the, the Plodocus in there. Is that well? Yeah. In this one, we had a whole host of different creatures. We had lots yeah. of dinosaurs and lots of horrible giant bugs uh, mm. in it, which weren't very pleasant, if I remember that scene very well. Um, the giant bugs uh, from, uh, from Peter Jackson's film, there was a scene like that in 1933, which was one of the scenes that was cut Oh. When it was re-released, and it's the one that's never been refound. They kind of they found like the other cut scenes in a, you know, they found 
and sort of I think a presumably fairly badly damaged yeah. um, original set of reels from 1933. I think they were actually found in the UK. Yeah, I think and in they, the studio, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, no, they, c- cinema. They found the it in cinema, cinema didn't they? Yeah, I think so. But um, for some reason, the, the, the bug scene from 1933 was n- never been found and wow. restored. And so Peter Jackson just made it. I mean, this is really good, it, but it is, it's sort of achingly... Um, I think Peter Jackson is a massive Kong Fan, yeah, and I think he apparently he has some like the original armatures that were used in the 1933 stop motion and stuff, and it is it's really sort of like achingly, sort of lovingly faithful to it. Like even even down to like small details, like in the 1933 film at the end of the fight with the the dinosaur between Kong and the carnivorous, you know, he breaks its jaws like that, and then he kind of like works them like that, yeah, and they and the um, Kong in the 2005 does the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like this. I was, I was having, you know, research. I, I concluded this is my favourite Kong film. But my God, is it too long? It is. It's th- twice as long as the original. Th- there's a lot mm. on it I would definitely cut out. There's a yeah. lot of filler in there. Um, Particularly the. Uh, on the island. Oh no, on the boat, sorry. On the yeah, um, endeavour before they get to the. Yeah, the, uh, the, the island. It's like an hour before they get to an island. The island, an hour on the island, then like an hour afterwards. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the whole. Actually, I think just the whole beginning part, the whole hour beginning, you could have trimmed that a lot mm. to fit it more nicely. Um, I will say that I quite enjoyed the din- the dinosaurs in it. The only comment I want to make is that I kind of feel that they were um, like the, the effects on it were fine. Like uh, CJ, I felt they were a bit wobbly in terms of like how they moved. It seemed like these uh, sort of gelatinous masses moving <laughs> sometimes. Um, but that I mean that there's a good, the great bit with the... Because um, obviously Kong is the star of this one. Is that They actually did a really good job on King Kong in this um, with the uh, work of uh, Andy Serkis. Absolutely. Um, I think this film kind of... The idea that he has to be... I mean, okay, it's, kind of, it's an idea from the 30s, so obviously it's a little bit antiquated. But I think with the motion capture and with what Andy Serkis does... And, and, and you know the way the film's written in general, you do empathise with Kong much more this one, uh, despite the fact that he is you know not he's the least human looking of all of them because he looks like a mountain gorilla. Yeah, that's the other thing that's kind of noteworthy is that in Peter Jackson's King Kong, he's based on a, a mountain gorilla. Yeah, they have black fur and you know, physically larger than the lowland gorillas, which is um, where all the other King Kongs, Kongs yeah. have been based on. Because, I mean, the one thing to see that is, because this is a, uh, the great thing was, is this wasn't a clear, the clean, like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, hi, I'm just been wandering around. He, this Kong has been through the wars. You mm-hmm. can see that he's got scars on him. Yeah. Like, this is not very, you can tell by just looking at Kong himself, like, it's not a nice place to live. The animation on Kong is superb, like, even down to the fur, the way the fur looks is matted as well yeah. it's very well done again that great portrayal by Andy Serkis who's actually Andy Serkis is very he's just done so well in the world of motion capture he's mm. really checked, took it to another level um, after playing Gollum and yeah. subsequent because he's obviously going to do more ape related films yeah. being the um, Planet of the Ape films yeah. but he did very well in this and it's like it's, it's a be- when you look at this Kong it's very believable like yes this is a gorilla like I can really wholly invest in this one because this looks, looks exactly and sounds exactly how a gorilla would work. And um, 
even like, and I think this time again, it's not so. There is an element of it, but this is like the most potentially, potentially, um, unless you say otherwise, which might um, damage point. I kind of think this is the less sexually charged con. No, absolutely, I think I think mercifully they reframed um, the relationship between Kong and Anne. Yeah. So it's not a sexual relationship. It's they're like just they're like it's like a friend. It's a friendship. Friendship. Yeah. It's kind of like a kindred spirit because she's like you know destitute at the beginning. She's yeah. Have anyone? Well, yeah, she doesn't um, have anyone in her life, and he doesn't have anybody in yeah. his life. But yeah. it's it's more like it's the exploration. Like he, she is something like pretty. Yeah. Not, not, and not in the sense of terms of like it's something about oh you're quite nice. Yeah. But again, not in that sexualized not way. It's, it's like, like something you know because the there's thing about um, actually about the Skull Island in the Peter Jackson one is it's quite grey. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a sort of tropical paradise. It's quite a, a very yeah harsh kind of environment, rocky sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of my great, my favorite scenes in there is um, I can't remember. I think it's when Kong comes out. Of the, isn't it when, like because she uh, Anne is chased by a T Rex, isn't she? And she goes into that sort of clearing, and then it's sitting there sizing her up. Then Kong comes out, mm. doesn't he? Is that the first time? That's the first time they meet. Well, they meet before. No, she, it's, so it's like like in the other ones where she's sacrificed to him. But I think that's it. Yeah, but she escapes, doesn't she? I think so. Yeah. And then, then that, that leads to that fight. But then, because then another another T Rex comes off, and they they go off the cliff, don't they? Yeah. And I, I love the bit. When I have to say, I, I I thought there was some good stuff. I think this is the same with like a lot of um, Peter Jackson's films, certainly this century. Um, that the, you know, he, there's lots of like you know interesting sequences. But there's too many of them. Yeah. It's just like be a bit more selective with you know what you what you what you keep in because the fight with the T Rex I think it's like eight minutes. It's very long. I mean, it's I could, long, and the whole film you know, say it's it's just too, too long. long. It's like because I, I just really liked the bit when it tangles up in the vines and that like, swinging back and forth. Like, mm. that, that was quite fun. Like just a, she's going ah, and looks around behind her and <laughs> this T Rex is like I'm here. I'm going to try and eat you. Mm. But yeah, and then it's, I think. The final fight in this in the city again. That one, again, it's been a while since I've seen the thirty-three one. But this one actually shows you King Kong actually causing a bit of damage to yeah. the entire city. There, there's there is there, there's some of that in in, in, yeah. in the original one. Um, apparently, um, Meriden Mer- Cooper, um, he he when he was a child, he lived underneath an elevated train, mm. and he hated the noise of it. So when he made Kong, he uh, he incorporated a bit where um, King Kong um, what, destroys the train. Yeah, well, he, he trashes a, an elevated train <laughs> because he didn't like that. I don't like trains. I'm going to smash it in my films. Yeah. And then the other... Actually, and that, that is... I'm not sure if that is in the Peter Jackson one. It's definitely... There's a bit where he uh, trashes an L in yeah. 76. And I think there's... Um, again, when he, there's the final confrontation up on the top of the... Um, Empire State Building and again, I think that's really good again just really lifelike because you can see the bullets you know the biplanes are shooting him mm. but he's weakening yeah and that's just shown so like he's still going on he's still like no I'm gonna no I'm gonna keep going to my final breath I'm gonna destroy these things but ultimately he loses uh, yeah. and then plummets to his death absolutely um, you see um, just go back very quickly yeah. refer to them as T-Rexes one thing I thought with the dinosaurs um, in this film is um, 
you know, post, you know, Jurassic Park, it feels like they were like intentionally inaccurate. Yeah. They're not oh, yeah, any yeah, real yeah. species. I think the idea was like they had continued to evolve. Yeah, they're um, like prehistoric creatures of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember that because, I mean, that's what I'm just logging on to. But yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, no, no, I just thought I brought it up because it, it occurred to me w- right when I first time I saw it and, and watch, watching it yeah. again subsequently that they're intentionally. They're not, like dinosaur not, themed not monsters rather than uh, being, sp- being scientifically specific, specific about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the the um, yeah the and the the um, so the climax on the, the on the the Empire, Empire State Building, yeah, as you say, all, all is is really good and, it, it, and it's moving. And there's that moment where he's like he's just like hanging there, and there's that final moment between him and Anne before he he falls off, which is. Yeah. Um, something you didn't get in the, I think no, I think you, you get it in the seventy six, um but you um uh um but you didn't get it in in the original film and you know obviously it's much much stronger for it. Mm. Um just w- one thought about um I think that both the, the original in fact maybe to some extent all three King Kong films, uh but particularly the two where the climax is on the Empire State Building have some slightly questionable physics yeah. um, because you always see him, he's like down on the ground and you know, people gathered around him. Um, I'm pretty sure, according to the King Kong uh, wiki, yeah. uh, which, they, which is a thing, um, <laughs> the, the, in the, the original version of King Kong, he's 25 foot tall, weighing eight tons. Mm. I'm pretty sure if you dropped an eight ton weight off the top of the Empire State Building, it would punch a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. That should be like also, a particularly if it landed on Fifth Avenue, which I think has a subway line underneath it, <laughs> he would surely just punch through punch straight through under the track. Yeah, just have a, the, his, little, his legs yeah. <laughs> coming at the bottom there. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, the also, being a biological organism, hitting the ground like that, he would burst. Oh, yeah. There like, would be gorilla everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> oh, this is you know, great, great pun there. Look at this gorilla-sized mess. <laughs> okay. And then, oh, God, he's, like, cl- cleaning off, like, the blood off the windows. Like, yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm going to see here. Yeah. I think just one thing on the casting on that film, there's one person I think that was miscast in that film. Doesn't damage my enjoyment. I've got a feeling I know who you're going to say, and I think I'm going to disagree. But Jack Black? On. I think Jack Black is good in it. Uh, not, not, not that it wasn't good in it. I just think he potentially was a bit miscast in that because I... I wasn't sure of his intentions throughout the film because um, Jack Black, as we know, I know like we, actors of Canada, that's fine, that's fine, I'm all for that. But kind of felt like Jack Black was, I know, he, and again, he wasn't intentionally trying to be funny or anything like that, that's not the character's thing, but kind of felt like I should have gone with someone else a bit more. It's, it just depends on the character, because if the character's meant to be like sleazy yeah. as such, I think they could have done a bit better than Jack Black. For that, I, like, know, I I liked him. I mean, he, I I thought he I thought he acquitted himself pretty well. He mm-hmm. was um, I don't know if you were you expecting him to be funnier than he was. Or? No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting a comedy because I knew I know what kind of film I'm coming in to see. Like, because mm-hmm. if it was something like um, Tenacious D is the first thing <laughs> I pick up my head. I know what I'm expecting to see in that with a, as a Jack Black film. When I'm coming to see a film that's got Jack Black in it, who's one of the sort of the leading cast, I'm kind of like, okay, where am I meant to be at with this? But again, if he's him like flexing his muscles in a different field, like a different genre of acting, then I mean, again, 
it doesn't damage my enjoyment of the film. Like, I do enjoy it. I don't mind Jack Black being here. I just think it might they, they could have potentially gone with someone else um, to do that role than Jack Black. But off the top Maybe. of my head, I couldn't think of anybody at this moment yeah. in time. As um, such. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, just a, a quick um, funky fact about this film. Um, it took, apparently it took like 18 months to build the digital module, model of the Empire State Building for the, for the climax of this film. They built a digital model? Yeah, they built a digital... They oh. They didn't actually drop a gorilla off the actual Empire State oh, Building. Well. <laughs> for the reasons we just discussed. Oh, yeah, Plus, yeah, also, yeah. if you fell off the Empire State Building, the thing you'd most likely land on is the Empire State Building because of the design of it. It has the Oh, yeah, steps, so the steps going up, yeah. So yeah, so I'm pretty sure he should have landed on the roof of the... The first part of it, and yeah, because I think actually in the f- in the f- in the thirty three one they actually show that like, as he tumb- he actually sh- he, does, showed, yeah, he tumbles he, doesn't he? Yeah, he tumbles and he kind of hits it, hits it as he goes down. Yeah, in that, um, interesting shot. Um, ah, cool. But yeah, they built a digital model of um, the Empire State Building for this film. Cool. Uh, also, it had to fit into their digital nineteen thirties New York. Yeah, because the, the construction might have been different. Or the, well, was, yeah. the aesthetics. It's, yeah, absolutely. Since it's you know, a yeah. major city like that, it's really difficult to do, period. Pieces. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the other thing is if they did it digitally, they didn't have to leave New Zealand. True. I'm pretty sure this was all filmed in New Zealand on uh, soundstages yeah. <laughs> and then blue screens. Um, but yeah, the digital model took 18 months to, to build. Wow. The actual Empire State Building took 14 months to build. Really? Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> um, should have just built, built, built a life-size <laughs> copy. It would have been quicker. <laughs> yeah. uh, although probably not cheaper. Um, so, yeah, that's the um, 2005 King Kong. It's, it's, it's like a very loving uh, and very much expanded um, version of the, the original. I like it, but I would like it more if it was like an hour 50 sure. Two hours rather than three and a bit. Yeah, it it, it the, the timing of it is just. I think this is the only thing that really harms that film. If mm-hmm. it was if it was a bit shorter, I think the enjoyment would have been much more better. Yeah, yeah, which enjoyed it much more. Um, so that leads us to Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island from so, last year, yeah, twenty sixteen. So now. Before I watch this film, I'm not. I yeah. I like again. Like I said this before. Like I like. I like my big monster movies. Like I like big smashing creatures and that. Uh, ironically, I've never been a massive fan of King Kong. Like um, I don't. I, I watch them because I they, they enjoy them. But it's nothing. Uh, like Godzilla holds a bit more up there than Kong for me. Mm. Um, but that's because I grew up more watching more Godzilla than King Kong. And I went into this film, and because it's the second installment of the MonsterVerse. Mm. Um, the previous one being the Godzilla film. And so I'm like, okay. And when I heard it was announced, it's like, um, oh, it's... Because there was different reports before it was announced saying that, oh, this is a prequel to um, Peter Jackson's King Kong. And this is really I early. think I heard that as well. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, how do you do a prequel the film <laughs> of people going to the island? Like, surely people would know about that. Yeah. Um, but no, it turns out to be part of this MonsterVerse, which they unveiled at a Comic-Con, I think shortly after the Godzilla film launched or before... And I went in this, and I I really really enjoyed this film. Um, again, it's the the setting is interesting. It's the sort of the backdrop of the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. um, the leaving Vietnam. But they got this, this special mission. They're setting up the. Um, 
I did read a Monarch. film, um, a, a review of um, Skull Island that said it was a more, it, it gave a more convincing um, sort of sense of time and place to that era than to the you know, early 70s than Kong, King Kong 1976 did, possibly because at the time it was all a little bit too recent and they didn't really yeah. touch on it. But, yeah, that but this it said that Skull Island was felt more like it was set in the, the early to mid seventies than yeah the and film think, actually was. <laughs> and I think re- I think the main the main reason why I like this film is there's enough monster ma- monster pop monster mm. fights in this one. Um, you had the giant uh, spider, which I'm a big fan of spiders, um, mm. much to m- many of my friends' uh, dismay. <laughs> um, but I love uh, that was a really crazy bit in that uh, that happened there. Yeah, the giant uh, throwback to the octopus yeah. bit, um, which was quite cool. Uh, you got. I know at the end of that is like a king, king, uh, a Kong is just like I'm eating an octopus tentacle and I don't care who knows about it. <laughs> yeah. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. I'll sit here and suddenly got the soldier like, okay, that happened. I'm gonna go the other way. Yeah. Um, Do we want to just quickly just like talk about the the plot? Yeah, of this yeah, film? yeah, yeah. Because it is, as I say. It, yeah, setting up this, um, or continuing to set up this, um, yeah, f- cinematic universe, and it does diverge from the thirty-three, seventy-six, and two thousand five plot in uh, quite a lot of fairly major ways. Yeah, so it's um, at, well, at the beginning of the film, there's two fight pilots from the mm. Pacific War, or yeah, that the war in the Pacific, the war in the Pacific, in the Pacific at the time. World war, yeah. They land on an island, uh, they start fighting each other, and then they, sort of like, they, they encounter a giant creature, which we know is Kong. Mm. Uh, fast forward until it's at 1976? 73. 73. 73. Um, and uh, it's, vi- it's the end of the Vietnam, yeah, the Vietnam war. war. They're all pulling out. Yeah. John Goodman and the um, other, there's another, he's got a sort of a fellow scientist researcher mm. who worked for Monarch, um, who are researching into sort of science and normalities. Yeah. They, they don't work for the, I think, now defunct um, Turkish airline. Yeah, it's no, nothing no, to <laughs> nothing to do with them. But they, um, they've, only got, they've, got one, they've got one chance to prove why they're part of the government uh, research exists. And they found an island using satellites, which is very heavily promoted at the beginning of this film. Mm. And they found an island that's got lots of... It only comes that you see it every once in a while. So they need help. Can we get there? We just want to do a research, do some scans and get out so reluctantly they're given um a team from vietnam uh they hire tom hiddleston uh, to sort of be a native tracker yeah. and um brie larson also appears as a photographer and it's not just um eye candy for anything in this film no uh which again was quite nice another nice refreshing thing for me in this which we'll get onto a bit later and then um so they all head off uh, they all go on the boat, they head off into the st- um, storm, end up crashing onto the island. And uh, after a, a very failed radio attempt where Kong doesn't like what they're doing, it sort of smashes them mm. to bits. And then turns into sort of like escape off the island where um, the, the, they, they realise there's something else worse than, than, Kong. than Kong on this island. And Kong is actually b- very beneficial for this ecosystem. And Kong is the last one of his kind. Yeah, and then I think I don't think that they explicitly state it in um, in the Peter Jackson Kong, but he said that he, you know, he considered it that 
and <laughs> Kong was like the last of his kind and you know an orphan or whatever yeah. and that's why you know he's lonely and that's what you know that's why he has that relationship with um Naomi uh, Naomi Watson's yeah. um character and and, uh, and Arrow um but yeah so this film I think um I, I was slightly disappointed that I felt like there could have been a little bit more of the previous Kong films in there. I mean, obviously they weren't going to take him and, you know, have him yeah. die at the end, but because he doesn't really have much of a relationship with any of the, the human characters. I think part of the, I don't know, it's partly the fact that he's so, so big. I mean, I think part of the, I mean, I think it was slightly, you know, controversial uh, decision, um, to make him as big as he, he was in his film. He's 104 feet tall. So he couldn't climb the Empire State Building because he, <laughs> yeah, he, <was laughs> he had to pull it over. Yeah. Um, see, it's, it's very, it's all, you always find it's varying in different films to films because uh, it's a tough one because whenever you're doing a monster movie, you have to balance it out mm. with humanity. You have to have a human. You have to sort of have a focal point because then they're there for the exposition of the monster like what's why is this monster doing this oh because we theorize it's because mm. of this um it's like when you look at the godzilla film the godzilla was you didn't see much of godzilla uh, ironically no. in the godzilla no. film but it was mysterious enough to be that's quite interesting but then the um the characters unfortunately in godzilla didn't weren't great they mm. weren't very well written they're kind of like they're just in peril all the time and yeah. there's nothing driving their storyline mm. i think to some extent before they got to the island, this the, the character you know was really where it was just the human characters. Mm. This film was was really, I felt like it was like had a really strong beginning. But then there isn't very there wasn't very much for the characters to do really. There yeah you had you know Peter Jack um, sorry Samuel L. Jackson's character who was going you know a bit, you know increasingly. Well, that's Bonkers. Like, uh, what's his face from Heart of Darkness? Or Kurtz. A, yeah, Kurtz going yeah. very Kurtz. Like, no, yeah. I'm going to kill something. There's, there's a point to this war, kind of. Yeah. Playing on that Vietnam feeling, the, the end of Vietnam yeah. thing. I mean, I thought this was a really good, you know, started off as a really good um, uh, war movie. And then, yeah. you know, once the monsters had arrived, the human characters didn't have a lot to do. I so thought... Um, 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 John Goodman was maybe a little bit wasted in it. Yeah, a bit of a waste of perfectly. Because John Goodman's yeah. actually, been, you know, as an actor, his career has been actually going really well recently. You, you get this like he disappeared for a while, as actors tend to do these mm. days. But he's, he, when he came back, he's had these really great roles and he's doing really well. And this film is just like he was. I actually really enjoyed his character. I'm like, hey, I like this guy. And then it, it's kind of like he just gets midway through the film. Oh, he's gone. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like you should have kept him at least to the end or near the end. And such, and like, yeah, I can, I can see that your point there again. As much as I love my my monster movies, again, I, I still really like this film. But in terms of the, the characters, it kind of just like it's very wobbly in the middle. Like, because yeah. there's not much for them to do other than like sort of make references to baseball uh, teams winning uh, matches and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, uh, I thought John. I thought <laughs> there was a the the joke about the Chicago Cubs. That's it. Yeah felt a little bit out of place now that they have won the World Series. Yeah. As we discussed in um, The Fugitive it, yeah, last yeah. year, they they did finally uh, win the win. World Series. So, um, 
unless someone whoever wrote the script is a Cubs fan, that felt like a bit of a bit yeah. of a late joke. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the ending sequence. Like it was um, actually one sequence I really did like. And I do want to point this out is they go into like a sort of like a sulfur field. Mm. Well, it's like a gas field area where there's the, the, the bones of the other Kongs, it's bone crawlers or something like that. The John the C. Skull Riley cr- skull crawlers. Skull crawlers. That sounds stupid upon yeah. reflection. But one bit I really like is because um, obviously uh, spoilers. If you don't want to hear this, like put your fingers in the ear now. Um, John Goodman does get bumped off. Yeah, and he gets eaten by one of these uh, skull crawlers. But he's got a camera that has a flash. And the bit I love in this is um, you see a flash. And it just keeps mo- you hear you hear it going off in the distance, mm. moving around, and then it's like, then the creature sort of lunges out in an attack after I've checked my microphone <laughs> uh, and hit that. But it's that happens, and I really like that moment because it's a nice little tense moment. You're like, where is it? Oh, it's over there. Nope, it's over there now. I just really enjoyed that bit, and the the final fight I quite enjoyed between the sort of big mama, mama skull crawler yeah. was quite cool in that. The skull crawlers, um, there was just like a series of a couple of different um sort of influences for them uh including one of the pokemon yeah um but anyway anyway um but the originally they're apparently i couldn't i've forgotten this there is a two-legged um lizard thing in the 1933 king kong really yeah and the reason that it only has two legs is um they couldn't afford the apertures (laughs) to give it a full set of legs Oh, so right. they gave it two legs and like redesigned it. No, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think was, I think the special effects in that. Although I will say that the the Kong in Jackson's one is anatomically and is still visually better. I yeah. think that's a very still very well done. This Kong was done very well, but it, it, again, they went back with the traditional Kong. Yes, yeah. we're standing up upright like human. Um, he took a few licks in this as well. Yeah, um, like I felt like maybe a little bit too many because it felt like he, he got. Didn't he get set on fire at one point? He got set on fire. Was fine and it's there was minimal singeing. Yeah, because they kind of like made it like. See, that, and that's the problem. You're a large animal, but like this Kong was set on fire. He's been shot at. He's had an attack by octopus. Yeah, um, it's by kind of like skull crawlers. Skull crawlers. I'm sitting there going, okay, like you'd be limping at least by yeah. now. But you're not. You're kind of like, eh, I'm, I'll carry on. It's all good. But um, again, I did I did enjoy the film. I think it's a good. I think it's a nice entry into the monster verse. Yeah. Um, because the next entry in next year in 2019 will be uh, again Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. And there's been a lot of controversy. Maybe because of the sizing of the recent creatures. Yeah, and I guess it's because because they made. Godzilla a certain size they had to make this Kong a certain size yeah because they were saying I remember seeing a size chart for like the new Godzilla and the new Godzilla is apparently the largest one it's like absolutely <laughs> huge and then I think the original Kong they went with was just like the size of his foot so it's like well, I can't really make a film about King Kong <laughs> if he's the size of his foot yeah I feel like um to be these like giant monster mashes aren't particularly my thing but I also feel when you've got two um, these two sort of hugely iconic and valuable in terms of um, intellectual property titans of Hollywood yeah, char- yeah. characters titans um, obviously I'm guessing that they're not gonna it's gonna be like Batman v Superman neither of them will actually be killed by the other one 
Well, no. I don't think. No, because... Unless they're literally going to do just three films and then... Well, because I know in the other films, because I follow this a lot, because it's... You know, I do like my... Mo- I, like, I love monster films. Did, did, uh, did you... Um, in watching King Kong, did you stay... Did you watch after the credits? Because there's a post credit scene where they... Uh, it's the guy who survived the other guy from Monarch. And it's uh, he's talking to Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston. He goes, oh, look, we've, we found something in the cave. And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's like they found um, which the, the they found three cave paintings of very popular Godzilla uh, Toho uh, creatures, and you have the famous sort of pterodactyl Rodan. Mm-hmm. You have Mothra. Lord know how that film's going to play out because Mothra is kind of like a wimpy, like Godzilla could just blow a hole for it, like mm-hmm. no problem, and King Kong would just jump on the back and just smash the bits. But the big one, I don't know how what the plans are, but they're bringing in King Ghidorah. Uh, and anybody who's followed any of the Godzilla films is a three-headed golden dragon that shoots, like, laser beams. <laughs> or, laser beams is probably the wrong term, but if you ever see any, go on YouTube, check out the animation, the videos of it, and you'll understand what I'm on about. But okay. I don't know if they're slamming them all together in one film after this. I think they're going to be called Destroy All Monsters. But we'll ha- you have to wait for that because I don't know any more about that uh, as it goes on, as such. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there is. I think I think I've, I think I've covered most of my key points. I've, I felt like I was, I was waiting for a, a more of a interaction between like Brie Larson and um, and Kong in this, and it didn't it didn't come. I don't know if they're saving that up for later. I don't know if. She, she's coming back to do it or she's too busy believe, being uh, Captain Marvel I believe she has been signed up for King Kong vs. Godzilla alongside Tom Hiddleston oh ok so maybe those characters will have a bit more to do yeah a um, bit more to do with with, with Kong in, in in that film yeah so um, yeah I mean that's basically King Kong I mean we, there's been so many iterations uh, let us know what your favourite ones are <laughs> or what's your some of your favourite moments what's been your some of your favourite most ridiculous moments I think me and you know, we spoke about our favourite ridiculous yeah. moments. I felt that there was a, there was too much slow motion in in, in Skull Island. It was it was bordering on Snyder levels of, of slow motion. <laughs> just, yeah. like, just throwing a rock soundtrack and we're good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, the you know the the shots were were, were all fine and everything, but they were CGI shots and no, you're slowing enough. them down to show me how good your animators were. Uh, yeah. Are is you know I wasn't too bothered about that. I did think that. The skyline looked really, really nice. Like yeah. The scenery was amazing. I know it was filmed on location in, in Vietnam and in Hawaii and I think in, in yeah. Queensland, also, in Australia. Um, just around the corner from the shooting of uh, Jurassic World. Yes. Uh, uh, Kulua Ranch, Hawaii. Well, that's where the sets were built anyway. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, um, no, I think I, think I did know that. Um, yeah, and it, it, it did look really nice. It was... You know, and it it um, it wasn't too dark like the earlier ones, and it wasn't sort of claustrophobic and uh, and grey like the Peter Jackson one is at times. Um, it's just it's just a romp you can put on. Yeah, just saying, yeah, it, the, the scenery was great, and yeah, it was a good romp and it's interesting like creature design and stuff. Not, I mean, I'm, I know not entirely not my thing in terms of big monsters fighting each other, but. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, again, let us know about your favourite King Kong moments and um, 
you know any fun things you like about it maybe have a look at that YouTube video of the Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang one <laughs> uh, at your own peril uh, yeah. maybe as well and we'll throw up those images that we spoke about earlier when we released this episode yeah, um, yeah so there's definitely something to look is at is that the Kong versus Mechacong Mecha versus that crazy dinosaur that turns <laughs> up um, all it, it looks like it's been an Arctic research centre which just raises many more questions uh, than we're going to answer right, uh, at this point uh, but again yeah uh, do uh, you can Send us any uh, facts or um, like anything we just spoke about on our Facebook page, which again is just for talking through the movie, or on our Twitter handle, which is at it's at TT Movie Podcast. Excellent. Uh, so I've been Ben. I've been Neil, and we've been talking through the movie.